Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. On this week's episode, guys go over an article that talks about how middle schoolers would change affordable housing in the United States, all while enjoying Dexter small batch rye finished with five woods. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks, powered by At Living in Colorado, the Mile High Perspective on YouTube. My name is Charlie Sardelli, and as always, I am here with Jameson Amaros. Oh, I jumped ahead of you. Two fine gentlemen. Hey. <laughs> and they are? Jameson Amaros. Oscar Ibarra. Sorry, I, just, I, jumped, I, jumped, I jumped out of the... Yeah. I jumped out of the... You added, the a, you added an extra... Said, you don't know me. I'm not <laughs> you, a gentleman. You added an extra sentence. Right? I wasn't prepared for But Jeez, honestly, it's off. a great start for today's episode. So yeah, guys, yeah. you know, we've been... Last couple of weeks, we've been holding you. Yes, we've had some great bourbon, but we've been holding you about an hour and a half uh, for the episodes. And honestly, we're just in full, full holiday season. We just kind of want to hang out with you. Drink a phenomenal bourbon that we have today, and one that's going to be great to go up against that 1920, that uh, Prohibition. Uh, Forester Prohibition yep. that Oscar brought last week. And on today's episode, we're going to be drinking the Dexter Small Batch Rye. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys don't remember, Jameson and I did an episode, uh, I think it was about eight back now, maybe nine back, um, and we reviewed the Dexter. Unfortunately, Oscar wasn't a- able to be there on that episode, but so every time we've been, I know. Every time we've been, I keep saying we're bringing it back. So. Oscar's Oscar hasn't been able to like, feel it's it. Great bourbon, mm-hmm. okay. Right? <laughs> take your word. I for believe it. you. But I, I'm, I mean, it's gonna be really cool with the Dexter because it, you know, having the rye, it it changes it, and and that's the thing. Like you know, bourbon drinkers. I don't know about you guys, but like I feel like if you drink rye and you enjoy rye, that's like a telltale sign that you've been drinking bourbon mm-hmm. for a while. Right, I brain mean, brew. So that's what it was. Brain brew. That's there. That's the distillery. Um, okay. Drinking bourbon. Yeah. Or any spirit straight. Um, Hold on, real quick. It's real sad. You're just and, on a roll, come people. No, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just, listen. This is just. This is like a. Anyway, you you'll log into the. I was logging into the websites to check the bourbon and like mm-hmm. whatever, and they say, oh yeah, what's you know, how old are you? Are you sure you're 21? And normally they just say, are you sure you're 21? This one has the date. The date pre-put in Ooh. as being born in 2002. Well, mm. I felt mm. that fucking hurts. <laughs> I, I, be, I, I deserve you know, it. Like that was well, I mean, oh, oh, two. Oh, oh. I graduated, you know I graduated in 04 Ooh. from high school. You want to know when I graduated from high school? 99. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, it wow. Was 99. You were a um, Y2K I, graduate. I, I was. I I thought, I the world was going to end after graduation. Old, I was like, college. <laughs> Shit. I was gonna hit the fan. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see Oscar. You, you do a real good job, man. I, I, no, never would have guessed that you graduated high school in '99. Yeah, no, not okay. at all. so <laughs> you know what's funny? Those websites they always ask how old you are. First of all, it's on a trust system. Mm-hmm. Second of all, if there's a it is on a trust system, you know, so it's, it's a 12 year old, you know, trying to get into a, a Jim Beam website. There or, were a couple, there were a couple skin based websites, you know, like skin on skin based websites that I was logging into when I was like 12 or 13. Skin, skin, skin. <laughs> dermatology. What are we talking about here? I'm trying to. I'm trying, this is a holiday uh, episode. I'm trying to, be, uh, trying to be. Holiday nice. episode. Charlie, we're looking at porn. Skin-based <laughs> websites. No, but it, it, what's funny is, I mean, if there's a 12-year-old trying to get in, information on some old man whiskey, mm-hmm. it, that'd be interesting. One and two, it's on an honor system, so it's always funny to, you know, what, well, what's what's there that's. You know, mm, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's, it's honestly, it's a good, that's a good little segue into kind of what we're going to talk about yeah, yeah. Uh, with with the bourbon today. And like I said, guys, today's episode we're going to be kind of laid back. But we found an article that I don't, I don't know about you guys, but it gave me a little bit of hope because the article came out and it said 
how middle schoolers yeah. are planning on fixing affordable housing, mm -hmm. right? And just right off the bat, wow, the housing market's that bad, huh? That I, we got, we no, got kids. And, you know, and that's, <laughs> Talk I, about I think, anxiety. I think that's awesome because, you know, as, as industry leaders, right, we, we, we're set in our ways. I'm jaded in a few ways and I love all this, this. stuff. And love this. we're not going to think outside the box as I love much. It. You get these kids throwing random stuff that you're like, that might work. Yeah. Well, and you that's know? the whole thing, you know, like, they, like you said, is that they have, they wrap their heads around in a different way. And it's, it's something for me, it, the fact that they're thinking about it now, and this is something that they're talking about in middle school uh -huh. gives me hope. Cause if they have, what is it? Another six years of schooling to go through if they go through college. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, uh -huh. and I think middle school is that age where they're still like honest and, and yeah. And yeah. just, I want to say pure and honest. Cause once they hit high school, Oh man, this fuckers. <laughs> Kids just change so much in high school, the hormones, and they don't give a hoot about anything. Going. Yeah. So I think middle school is a, a good, honest age. Yeah. To, we did actually really quick. Um, I went to Horace Mann Middle School in Denver, and the year that the Avalanche came to Colorado, they offered us um, a, a surprise if we could come up with the best arena because we were at McNichols still, and they were gonna. Um, of building arena and what we were going to name the team and uh you know the mountain lions and you know this and when they said avalanche i thought that was the most ridiculous name <laughs> ever i was like that's not gonna stick it's an, it's an avalanche yeah i mean i wanted an animal or something yeah. what's our mascot gonna be you know a and, mountain <laughs> a mountain and, hey uh, listen and it's stuck and that was cool right in in middle school they did that that's so. awesome tell you what though regardless of the mascots any any of my uh Ohio natives that watch this, OHIO, y'all have the worst mascot on the fucking planet. Who's their mascot? Ohio State? Yeah. It's I, a Buckeye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what a yeah, Buckeye yeah, yeah. is? No. It's a nut. It's a from nut. a tree. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? It's so. It's almost as bad as Virginia Tech Hokies, in the, which in apparently the, is a turkey. <laughs> in, the, in the Hispanic community, they have the, the same Buckeye yeah. seed. It's called Ojo de Venado. Yeah, see, that would even be cooler. Ohio State Ojo de Venado sounds way better than the Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> And I they don't look know, like man. A, Have you heard them say it? And Buckeye. Their, their, their sticker looks like a wheat plant. Yeah. That's what's very confusing. Oh, yeah. Can you smoke this? Nope. 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 Not here. Nope. Can you yeah. grow another yeah. tree? Nope. Kind of. You can rake it oh, when it falls man. off the tree. So anyway, let's pour this, tell, pour this whiskey. Say, huh? If you guys couldn't tell, this is how the episode's going to go today. So hang out with us, pour a glass, and let's, uh, let's, let's drink this Dexter. Jamo, you want to go into a little bit on I mean, Dexter? it's, yeah, Dexter is, is uh, distilled by Brain Brew. Uh, brewery by who brain brew brain brew. so they do it's more of a scientific way of distilling bourbon mm -hmm. right um the uh the history of it that goes though goes back to i don't know is, is picture on this the dude my, my guy yeah he's yeah. on there yeah he's on there. edmund dexter from the 1800s that just uh, sounds smart and well we talked about this the last edmund. time we had this he was so famous that he hosted charles dickens oh wow and king edward the seventh uh, and had them stay at his house in Cincinnati Damn. because he was that well-renowned of a brewer and distiller of, of bourbon. Um, yeah, so this is 100 proof too. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear all these like actors and presidents. Man, I hosted Charles Dickens. What's up? Yeah, legit. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's Dickens. and we we already that's know awesome. that it's it's good, right? Yeah. The I mean, Brain Brew Custom Whiskey is the distillery. That's impressive. Um, I don't even want to hear the rest of the story. This right? dude knew yeah. freaking Dickens. <laughs> yeah, they've won. I mean, it's they've won yeah, so many. Awards. They were spirit, you know, top twelve spirits of the world yes. um, in 2021. I think it was. 
Um, Jamo, did, did you find anything on the on the on the bill? Because this is a high rise. Do you find anything on the, the bill? No, I and can. What, I can what find other? It. We have the right today. Yeah. Yes. They yes. have a couple other ones. Yeah. So they do. They've the got one, a bunch. I was uh, going to say the one that Jameson and I had was the just like the standard, their regular bourbon, mm-hmm. um, and that one was I think what was it, eighty five, eighty proof, eighty five, eighty five. No, wait, the regular dirt yeah. that's your ninety. 90, yeah. Yes. Okay. So this one with the rye is actually 10, 10 points higher, so it's 100 proof. Yes. Um, and it's honestly, like, I would say that I, I didn't really like rye. I never really liked rye. Um, but I feel like as I get older, my palate shifts to more of the bitter. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know I talk all the time about loving sweet, loving the candy and all that kind of stuff, but before I couldn't even stomach a rye. Like, it, it would literally, it would be too, too dry, it would pull too much out of my mouth, and I didn't really, I didn't want it. I didn't want to enjoy it. I mean, just the nose on this guy alone, right? Have it's, you guys, you guys have heard of Yingling, right? You're yeah. from the East Coast. So yeah. You know Yingling. Yingling. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So oh, one of the things about Yingling is my dad just bought a, got a case from Kansas City, Yingling actually. old style. But you can only find it in certain areas. Mm-hmm. So this is just something new about Dexter. There's only a handful of states that actually carry this in their liquor stores. Hmm. Another reason why Colorado is a superior state here in the United Colorado, States. Kentucky, <laughs> New Hampshire, and Ohio. You know what's funny? Wow. Those are the only four states that you can buy this in store. You can order it online and get it shipped to you. Okay. But if you're not in those four states, you will not find this in a liquor store. That's how Ellen, Eleanor, Eleonora. Yeah. They, they mm-hmm. it's a Texas distilled bourbon, and you, they, you can't find it in other states. And we we're going to oh. fly out to, to buy one. Yeah. So because my daughter's name is Eleonora. Yep. But anyway, um, what I was going to say is um, I didn't know Tawaka was a Colorado thing. Yeah, the chill zone, baby. That's yeah. old school nuggets. Yeah, and I went to really? Florida and I tried to. Act, uh, I asked for a Tawaka bomb, and they looked like they looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, Tawaka, you don't have Tawaka? They're like, to what the hell? Get out of here! Wow. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I had to look up the mash bill. I can't. I was find gonna it. say because I just on the nose of this guy. The one thing I will say that makes Dexter, and again, this is it's a scientific way of distilling whiskey. Um, Isn't they have a temperature science? control system that they use during mm-hmm. the distilling process that keep a temperature control system. Okay that they keep things within a tenth of a degree of where they want it throughout the entire process. Wow. Which is why all these bottles taste so fucking well, good. Well, yeah, and I mean, we've had other bottles And they too, use 200-year-old five wood is what they call it. Okay. So a mix of barrels that have specific wood. So it's like maple, cherry, um, and 200-year oak. Okay. And they don't use... Or three wood, sorry, not five wood. Three-year bro- yeah, Okay, and I'm going to look They here, use the metric maybe, system, so they're maybe that they precise. Have yes, exactly. <laughs> so small batch bottling, Dexter Great Greens. For, this is a... It celebrates the four most popular whiskey grains: wheat, corn, rye, and barley. So okay. if we had to, if we had to um, compare, uh, Jack Daniels would be the Ford truck of, yeah. of whiskey, <laughs> yeah. and this would be like the Mercedes Benz mm-hmm. or some German line. Yep, this it's the Lamborghini of. Okay, so just to kind of go in on what Jameson said, it says this is finished using hand-selected two hundred-year oak, American oak, oak, European oak cherry wood and maple wood and they, it got 95 points extraordinary ultimate recommendation from ultimate spirits in 2021 so you i mean there, this is we're, we're drinking a good bottle we're drinking there's good um bottle. there's some good burn yeah um uh, just on the nose of yeah it, the, i mean the, the initial it's sweet it for is. a rye but i could I, I i smell like some like some tannin some leather absolutely some, absolutely it's there but like but surprisingly especially compared to some of the other ryes that we had it's it's really sweet on the nose, and I don't know if it's the cup or or the bourbon, but it's um, some clay, yep, yeah, some wet dirt. 
for sure. And, a and for a hundred proof, a little bit of fruit, just yeah, a little, little bit of peach. Yeah, yeah like little, nothing yeah. crazy, but yes, a little peach. Yeah, a little bit mm. of peach. I'll tell you what, though, that it it's smells good. Even... Look at the legs on this thing; it lingers. Wow. Yep, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. The color is light. It's not too dark. It yeah, smells... honestly, it's perfect for a rye. It smell. It smells. It smells great, and I wouldn't think it was this clear. No, not at all. Not in a bad way. I mean, it's not like, hmm. It, it looks great. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and grab a grab my first sip on it because this nose is tantalizing, as they say. So, cheers, gentlemen. Charlie's Tiago's said it's gonna be just a a vibing episode, and he's so strict. <laughs> we're, we're just drinking, and he's like, "Wait, we need we need mm. all the steps, boys." Hmm. So, there's something happening here. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, I mean, the rye is there. Like, you, you get, it's, the rye mixes really well with the burn from the yes. alcohol. Uh-huh. But the flavor that you get from it is almost, almost pepperminty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Like Peppercorn. It, yeah, pe- mm-hmm. yeah, right Peppercorn. on the front. And then it definitely goes back to a little bit, it, that, it's surprising how, how minimal the, the caramel is that sweetness is based on the nose and it, it doesn't linger because no. the the finish is better yeah absolutely definitely a rye yeah. but i mean the evolution of it just from from sip front of mouth to back and what's really interesting is that i feel like it's not you know a lot of the bourbons that we get it get it has it sits on the tip of your tongue mm-hmm. and then and then diminishes but this one i'm getting all the burn all the flavor right on the front of my tongue yeah, and it it, um, it finishes clean. It mm-hmm. doesn't linger much. Mm-hmm. It just it's there. You get it, and it finishes clean. And I will say, like, the mouthfeel of it, you can definitely see how heavy it is. Mm-hmm. Like what you're talking about with the legs, it's and I'm definitely getting that leather. Like mm-hmm. if there was like a liquid, a liquefied leather, I feel like that's what it would feel like. It's smooth, but it has some grain to it. But but not like like fine, you know, car leather. Corinthian leather. No, it's it's like a. <laughs> catcher's mitt yeah yeah you exactly know. exactly that was a good reference i appreciate that Oscar. Like, that's it there's, <laughs> there's different leathers yeah you, know? you can see the fray in it you know yeah. you can see the fray you, in you the can leather. taste the fray in the leather mm-hmm. absolutely it's funny it's just hard to find information on this because it's so it's Scientific. not widely available yeah it's well and that's why i looked at the bottle too i figured oh maybe they'll have something on the bottle but even i mean they barely even put i just you can i mean to me it's it's a it's one of the more complex rides we've had. Yes, absolutely. Because of the evolution and between actually, the front of the tongue to the back of the You know the what, Oscar? I think what we're tasting with the leather is the combination of the five woods. Yeah, I think mm. so too. I think that's what, yeah. that's definitely yeah. what it is. I, uh, I always, if someone brings a, a bottle of bourbon, rye, whiskey, and it's in these wine-looking bottles, wow. you know you're in mm. for something mm-hmm. decent. Decent to good. See, and, and I will say, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because it's yeah, a that's cin- There's cinnamon on the back end, too. Absolutely. A little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of peppercorn, caramel. I get the leather yep. slash clay. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... It's full body. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, if that, like, this would be the definition of it full It really body. is, yeah. yeah. Like a toned down, mild, red hot. With a, a, ci- red with hot a, with mm. a cigar? Oh, my God. Oh, this yeah. would... Oh, dude, a, a Maduro? I got some. I got some in the car. Yeah, shit. Let's, I mean, we need to get we, got, do we have a place to smoke. We'll break the rules and just smoke them while we. 
Yeah. We got to do hey, that on it. That, that we do. The chill episode. That would be the chill episode. Like said, it was coming back. <laughs> we'll just crack open this door. We'll just barely crack open this door. We'll fucking do it in here. It's good you know to go. What? We're good to go. Damn, uh, right? Uh, okay, but I mean, this guys, a, this is an off tangent. Go for it. We're chilling, episode. Baby. Um, it's a holiday episode. You guys watch uh, those two comedians, uh, something in Peel. Key and Peel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the 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 school teacher. Every time that we see Blake, yeah, I'm like Blake. I'm I want to call him Blake so bad. Oh man! I looked into that bitch's that girl's eyes deep into her soul. I said, I said, B. There, you there, said that? You actually you said, said that? that to you, you told yeah, her that. Bro. He's like, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Wait, let's, let's go out here. Let's go out here. Yeah. I said, and then she said, <laughs> said B. That's so one of my favorite. Uh, yeah, uh, they're talking about their wives, and they're trying to be hard. And my favorite episode is the, uh, is <laughs> the, the football intro. Yes. The which one? Yes. The football intro. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Black Air Richardson, <laughs> Ohio State. Yeah, that one's good. That one's so, well, anyway. Mine, mine, my favorite for that. And it's very, it's little known, but they did a skit where I think it was Keegan-Michael Key, the taller one, skinnier one. He had, he played like a, a female pop artist. Yeah. And basically he went out and he sung about, he was, you know, the song was basically like, Papa, my pussy all over the, and the whole time, all the women, the girl comes up to him and she's like, you know, I, I was, I was practicing my strong female empowerment and I let somebody run a train on me and I got pregnant and I don't know. And he was just like, oh honey, you're going to be okay. He goes back into the dressing room. And he takes off his hair, and it's a guy. And he's just laughing at the camera. He's like, ha, ha, I'm teaching them to be whores. And, it's, I'm so, and then I think it was like a year after that, Cardi B dropped WAP. Oh, yeah. And that's all I saw. Think about that's all I saw. But, yeah. I mean, it, that's, and that's, a good, that's a good segue into, like, how? The holidays. Well, <laughs> right? No, let me tell you why. You said WAP. I, I, I was, one of my favorite Christmas songs is Baby, It's Cold Outside. Mm-hmm. That and, um, uh, these are a few of my favorite yep. things. There are a couple. I have a, a few really, really favorites. And Baby, It's Cold Outside with Ray Charles. Uh, oh, and, man. And, and, and who's the woman? I think it's... Um, it's not Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, it may. It might be. Um, but when they, when John Legend redid it, and I, mm-hmm. I love John Legend. Yes. I, I, the man is a genius. I love his music. And they took out... They tried to cancel that song. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know what it is. But... WAP was like what number one for yeah. a few weeks, but so so you get Cardi B could come out and, and say <laughs> WAP and you don't cancel that, but you're gonna cancel in the in the time and the period was a different time and the the story of this song isn't really you know he's he's not keeping her in you know against her will you know it's bantering it's flirting that's what people did back in the days before the internet <laughs> and and they hung out together. And they want to cancel that thing. And Oscar graduated in '99, guys. We did. I did. Back in my day. No, but and, no, bro, I was flirting on MySpace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was flirting. I was, my, I was learning how to code. Yeah, I was learning HTML I was, some shit. I was flirting with my pager. I, I was, I was changing, I was changing out my, uh, my top five friends based <laughs> on who I had a crush on. <laughs> oh man, but no, Four, Oscar, you bring up three, seven, like, seven. You bring up a great point. Eight, to, six, to go seven, five, three, zero. The article that we're talking about today, you bring up a great point, like. So much now, and even, you know, again, not, not to bring politics in or anything, but teenagers now, with the advent and, and, and their control over social media like TikTok, Instagram, I mean, they've done things like screw up a presidential rally, yeah. you know? And that's mm-hmm. why I think this article is so, is so cool to see yeah. because it's like, okay, you know I, know, I know Greta Gerwig, everybody has their opinion on her, but at the end of the day, how cool is it that we have people at this age that are paying attention to issues 
And even if, let's say there's 20 kids that were on this initiative, if one or two of those 20 kids really get serious about it right now, what kind of change can they affect? Well, mm -hmm. And then back to back in my day conversation, I mean, I think this is a great positive um, soapbox to give them their voice, right? Yes. Give, give, this is a great platform for them to, you know, you know, here, let's hear you out instead mm -hmm. of just social media, we're gonna just rant or whatever. No, this is a, a topic that we're interested to see what they think outside the box. It's a great platform to voice them and give them their space and time and history. And I do wanna point out, because Oscar said platforms, I do want to point out where you found this article. Oh, yeah. It's PBS. on LinkedIn. It's on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Nickelodeon. So, like, but, but that's exactly my point is right. LinkedIn, you know, when, when you think of, when people think of social yeah. media, I would venture to say that LinkedIn is what the Coast Guard is to the U.S. military. Like, people don't really consider LinkedIn a social media. You yes. know, like, people look yeah. at the Coast Guard, they're, they're like, wait, it's Coast Guard. Wait, no, it's a military. Like, it's, it's not a locked in thing. So, the fact that this is being shared on a yeah. professional platform shows you something. It's yeah. not just kids doing a hip dance to talk about it. Like this is something that they share to a professional community. So Jamo, go, yeah. go into it a little bit. Well, so basically, uh, I mean, I, there's, there's, a, there's a group of a consulting firm and we've used their statistics before, John Burns Consulting, right? Yep. And they do everything housing market related. That's, that is what their niche is. And they essentially went out and got together with middle schoolers and put a challenge to them to say, hey, the issue is affordable housing. How would you guys kind of figure it out and what would the plan be? And it's interesting because essentially they came up with three different plans, right? And if you, if when I read these, you're going to go, oh, that's actually like something that would make sense, right? Was there a certain state that they did this? Um, it was New Jersey. Okay. New interesting. Jersey. Yep. Okay. So uh, they were not bogged down by time-worn takes on the challenges of supplying more affordable value priced homes. They generate these four approaches each of them had merit. So there's four different approaches for affordable housing. And like Oscar said, and I commented on this article on my own LinkedIn, and I said the same thing. I go, it's really refreshing to see a point of view come through that is not bogged down by legacy thinking, mm -hmm. right? Like these guys have not been a part of the house. All their experience with housing is maybe their parents moved. We need somewhere but, to live. But yeah. they lived in a house, right? And uh, I, I made the point, I go, it'll be interesting to look back on this article in 20 years and see what of this mm -hmm. of these designs were actually implemented. So yep. I'm going to give you guys the just the four main uh, ideas that they had, then we can kind of break them down a little yep. bit and talk about it. So the first one was, and I think this is, you, you'll like this one, environmentally environmental family. So the whole premise was a cooperative neighborhood of tiny homes. Key being cooperative, right? That's the first one. Second one was uh, reducing construction costs with was that a off-site kid that, that construction because <laughs> yeah that's very a very cultural thing yes yeah. you know in the Hispanic community yeah so reducing construction costs with off-site construction 3D printing modular homes bringing them into certain areas right mm. Mm. speaking of which have you seen the the 3D yeah. printing concrete yes. one incredible yeah, that's what it they're just expensive right now oh, yeah. third one is called Bayonne and Beyond converting underused industrial buildings. To residences. Nice. We talked about that two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the fourth one is, uh, the fourth one, sorry, uh, rent or own apartments with low maintenance features and local subsidies. Huh. So remember, this is these are middle schoolers middle school kids. that are taking these. So we'll, we can start local with the first subsidies. one. All right. So the first what, what one. Mean, like, the what, first what? one is basically, ba it's based around having a cooperative yes. unit. And they do this by a couple different things. I'll give you the highlights and we can talk about it. The first one is the, it's a community of tiny homes. Mm -hmm. that are solar powered 
and their their emphasis is on shared community, right? So each tiny home would include a small kitchen and a half bath with a toilet and a sink. Showers could be provided in community facilities, such as those common in dormitories and gyms, to keep home prices low. Kitchens would be small, with larger shared kitchens to in, nearby in community areas to encourage neighbors to cook and eat together. God forbid we interact with, with our neighbors, right? Uh, instead of private backyards, shared playgrounds and open spaces that would encourage people to, to use the community and keep lot, lot prices low. And then building on underused or donated land from businesses, schools, or churches could also help reduce cost. Solar panels on homes to generate electricity, community gardens to grow fresh food, mm. multiple drop-off bins for recycling, mm. and containers for composting and capturing rainwater. Oh, the the oh. innocent oh. mind. I know oh, this, like, is, this uh, is speaking, I'm sorry. This I'm, is I'm, speaking I'm, to the inner hippie oh, that we have here. And I'm, I'm the realist. I'm like, I am the oh. real. I, my mind is oh, just man. thinking, oh, man, such innocent minds. So, quick, yeah. so quick reaction. I, I, what do you guys think? Okay. Um, what do you guys think? So donated lands, right? Yep. I'm sure Gates Rubber Company would like to donate their land. You can't. There's so much chemical dump in sure. that stuff. Yes. You're not going to be able to grow uh, you know, gardens or anything like that. Yep. And then shared community, kind of like barracks in the military. Yeah, that would, that would I, I, I like it. Um, but, you know, as an adult, as being jaded through life, uh, there's just so much like, yeah, that community shower thing probably not going to work. No. <laughs> community showers may not right I, yeah, I agree yeah, with that I think there's got to yeah. be a level of privacy right but in my head I go okay well if you have but like a mess hall would be awesome yeah with like well, not even a mess hall think about it this way right like Avanti downtown yeah. right yeah. yeah if you have something like that in the middle of the community where you've got six or seven different places but all of all of those entities that serve food are growing the food from the land in the community itself yeah right well, or, and I'll, or, I'll tell you what i love about it honestly and, and there's two things okay so if you haven't lived in the northeast if you haven't lived in new york charlie's gonna do a cult new, he's gonna start one no, of these no if, if you haven't <laughs> it's like a commune it's, like, it's a commune well yeah, a no commune. and that's that's one of my points but if you haven't lived in the northeast new jersey new york you know a lot of the time you don't realize how yes there's literal millions of people in the mm -hmm. in this place right but you do not realize how uh, community-driven it is. Mm -hmm. You know, like, four blocks will know everybody mm -hmm. on those four blocks. Yep. And when they're having a kid, let's do a block party, whatever it is. So that first part, the fact that it's from New Jersey, I, I think that plays so much into mm -hmm. it as sure. to, hey, let's, have, let's build this community, let's live together. Um, but the second part about it, and this is something that I, yes, the hippie in me loves it because me and my friends have talked about you know, buying up land and just having a... We've done... I've said the same thing. Right? Give me yeah. 35 acres. I'll build a compound okay. with my five closest friends. How... Okay, how couple old are you? A couple of I think we've all How old are you? That. 38. And you're a millennial, right? Yep. I'm younger side of the millennial. I and, am an elder millennial. I'm, right? still, I'm still mixed in. Come an on, guys. Elder, well, elder millennial. millennial. But my whole <laughs> yeah. point is, there's studies that have come out, and we've talked about this before, that talk about how millennials are more experience-based than they are... And sure. we've talked about it. They don't want to buy a place, right? So it makes sense that kids that are in middle school that are have elder millennial parents that have that mindset of community and stuff. I think it's so cool to see that that's trickling down. Well, not only that, but think about in middle school, right? What do you have? You have recess. Mm -hmm. So every day they go out and they play with their friends on a playground and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's the best. We time of we the don't. Day. But as you get as you, you know? get older, right? We don't necessarily do that as much. No. But in their heads, they're going. We have to well, create a podcast. Why do we need each other? <laughs> no shit, right? Exactly. Like, why do we need our own yard if I just if I want to go out and play with my friends? I'll just go to the shared community, right? right. Mm -hmm. And by reducing the lot size, it's smart because now, and this goes back to zoning laws, where you want to mm -hmm. allow for more dense uh, dense building for single family homes. But to me, a community of tiny homes, 
if I take each lot's 10,000 square feet and I can go each lot's now 3,500 square feet, but I can build three houses versus one mm-hmm. in an entire neighborhood, I've almost tripled the amount of affordable housing or housing available for anybody yep. as long as you're okay living in that type of, that well, type and of setting. And I, I like what you said earlier, Oscar. It definitely goes to show, and, and, and naivety is, naivety and ignorance would be two very strong words with you know connotations to them, but you can tell how young they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even and, and they're <laughs> similar words, but if you say you're naive, oh, mm. cute, ignorant, mm. yeah. So, but they they mean the same. But they're not the, jaded the same, by life yet. But, but it's interesting because you see that for the big picture, mm-hmm. when you're with a I won't name companies, but when you're with a certain company uh, in real estate, their office model is small. Mm-hmm. You get a desk space or a very small office. They don't want you behind your computer in your office all day. They want you out in the field. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if you live life that way, that's even better. You meet you, more you just people, go, experience more. Kind of like Japan, you know? Yeah. You, you, the, their living quarters are small. You go sleep and eat, maybe eat, because their mm-hmm. kitchens are small, and they go eat, you know, out in together with, with mm-hmm. friends and family. Yeah. How cool of a change of a lifestyle would that be? Yeah, and yeah. I think this hits on, like, this solution specifically hits on density pop, mm-hmm. or the ability to, or sorry, the need, especially when you grow up in a place like New York, right? Near but the need like to have, you know, you want your own space mm-hmm. as a single family home versus living in a condo or a townhome. The only way to do that is tiny, tiny homes, yes. right? Ikea hit on this forever ago mm-hmm. when you walk into their stores and say, Hey, here's a 320 square foot living space. And you get creative. If you go to Sweden, if you go to Finland, if you go to mm-hmm. Norway, like that's where, that's how their model is. Yeah. And they live very comfortably. You look at, you know, some of the happiest places to live on earth are places that have very high density, but they get creative with the space. Mm-hmm. Us as Americans, we just don't, we don't have that. Like yeah. we, we just, we're kind of society wise. Yeah, we want our own. Yeah. yeah. We don't tread on me is, is the easiest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like I told my wife, if we move out of this house is I'm going to acreage. Right. Yeah. I want to be, I want to be right. with myself. But that's exactly. because that's how we've, yeah. we've grown up. Now, now the, granted you, if you're an acreage, like, like Charlie said, what if you're on acreage with three of your best friends? Mm. Oh, it's gonna you know be what I'm saying? Crazy. Right, but <laughs> you, you would enjoy that. But God <laughs> forbid it's God forbid it's strangers. Yes, because we just have this affinity to Trust. want to. But you know, yes, distrust. I see, distrust. People that I we see don't myself in my son a lot. My son, yeah. no one's a stranger. Yeah, he's just someone uh, someone he hasn't met yet. Yeah. Well, that's how curious. Hey, Dad, can I say hi? Sure. As it should be. And all right, so that first one. What's the what's the second one? So the second one is uh, con- reducing construction costs with off-site construction. So the key factor is they envision a neighborhood of affordable rental homes or homes for purchase, 3D printed off-site to counter high construction costs. This one's a little backwards because as of right now, we know that 3D printing is extremely expensive. And it has to be on-site. And it's slow and it's gotta be on-site, yep. but we're talking future, right? Yep. We'll, well see that one of the key factors keeping housing unaffordable was high construction costs and resolve to find a solution, which they are correct. Construction cost of material is through the roof. Labor's expensive mm. and hard to find. So, so this would make sense. But let me let me finish it, and then we can start. So, students decide that offsite three D printing homes or components could be one of the best ways to reduce cost. Uh, they could charge significantly reduced rental rates, improving affordability without compromising profitability for builders and operators. And they had the environment and energy costs top of mind. This is goes back to our climate change yep. conversation we mm-hmm. had last week, right? Um, plan to use recycled materials for these homes to reduce costs, and they would equip the homes with solar panels to lower both carbon footprints and energy costs for the residents residents, and completing the community on budget and residents enjoying below average utility costs would be the measure of success. So two things there. They want to reduce the cost to build these homes and they want them to be environmentally friendly. You know what's awesome about that? 
is that kids without if they knew brilliant mm -hmm. if they didn't without knowing they cut a lot of costs by saying off-site off -site building um we're doing that now but not enough mm -hmm. uh when we do modulars or mm -hmm. pre-manufactured homes they build them off-site they split them in two they bring them to the site that has a foundation put them together how much are you saving there? You have all the tradesmen one spot. Mm -hmm. You're just material one spot, one spot, and then you're just delivering. It's like delivering. a production facility for cars. Yeah, and it would yeah. it would save a lot of costs there, believe mm -hmm. it or not. And quite frankly, I did a lot of sales in Bennett, Colorado, and a lot of those homes they have basements and foundations. Mm -hmm. They were built solid, better See, than some stick builds. I was know? gonna say that that is something yes. that we go back to the stigma of when I say modular and manufactured home, people go. Ew. Well, and, and I was, I was you know legitimately I mean? about to touch on that. And it's funny how it's switched, right? To the point where like my parents or, or you know, my grandparents, if they, if they encountered somebody that was like, oh, this is a modular home. And, and when we say modular home, think like a trailer, like a, tra like a trailer home. Like single a, wide, double single wide. wide, double so wide. So there's yeah. modular, there's mobile, and there's pre-manufactured. Man manufactured, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and so that just to put it in your heads, listeners and viewers, whatever it is, that's what we're talking about when we say... Well, there's also like, a key difference there, too, is you have modular homes that are built on slab. Yes. And you have modular homes that can have fully excavated basements. I mean, we've all been yeah. driving on the highway and, and seen the, the wide wide mm -hmm. load coming yeah. through with, yep. with a house on it. That's what we're talking about. And, and if they had an axle at one point, you got to get DMV. Well, and I just had a buddy. He's, he's Which those are you don't find those as much anymore. So now, he's currently in the military. He's in Arizona. He's in the army. And one of his stations that he could come to is Colorado Springs. And he, and it's funny. It's funny enough that it's popped up. He sent me a listing, and in Colorado Springs, it was like 200, 270,000 or whatever it was. And he just goes, "Dude, what the fuck? Why is this so cheap?" Right. And of course, you break out the listing, you scroll down. It's been on market for seventy days. Uh, Modular home. Well, so there's two pieces <laughs> of this too, right? The one issue, and I think this is this is something that obviously middle schoolers wouldn't have an idea of what this is. The one thing that drives people away from modular homes are land leases, mm -hmm. yeah. right? A lot of modular homes can be built on land leases, which can run six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month, and they run with the land for eternity. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the house itself you may be $150,000. It's like buying a vehicle and parking it somewhere. Correct. But then yeah. you're paying $700 on top of that mortgage mm -hmm. just for the land you will never own. So I think that's where you could take something like this. Mm -hmm. And if it was either donated land or you did a lot premium versus a land lease, the problem is we're in America, right? Profit. Profit's always Profit's first. Always gonna go. So somebody's going to own that land and they're going to want to continue to, to yeah. make money but, from it, right? But if I you have it, that's a good, you know, Something to look it's a good into. base. It it's is a good, it's a well, great base. And here's my contention, okay? If I were to present somebody an option to buy a second home, like a vacation home, I said, hey, here's the deal. We're going to go down to Costa Rica, and we're going to go to Pelican, Pelican Bay. Done. Uh, Let's go. It's one of, their, <laughs> one of their more popular coves, a little bit north of Tamarindo. And there's a community there that are all pre-manufactured homes. They all, they're anywhere between 1,000 and 1,500 square feet. They have private terraces overlooking the ocean and a private plunge pool with every single one in a gated community. And I said, you can go down there and I'll sell it to you for $265,000 in Costa Rica as a, as a secondary home. And then if you want, you can Airbnb it out, do whatever. Who would say no? Not, Not very many people, right? Yeah. I'm thinking the, about it. For all the listeners, I'm staring very intently at the floor right now. Just saying. Who, who would be, who, who would say no? Who would say no to that? Who would say no? I Nobody, nobody, right? No. 400,000, who would say no? Probably nobody. 
if I do that same thing here in the U.S. and I have it as a manufactured mm-hmm. home, there's just this stigma, stigma. of like, well, yeah. I want a real house. Mm. It is a real it fucking real house. house. And I'm and sorry, you know what? but if I, I can cook, if I can have my kids in there and if I could cook a good meal, well, host it, people, it's, it's a house. That, you know? What's one of the biggest trends right now in, in custom homes? And they're hard to do because you have to get a construction loan and you have to buy land. Barn dominiums. Mm-hmm. Barn dominiums are essentially manufactured homes, mm-hmm. right? And they're, they are significantly cheaper if you can finance them because they're built out of steel. Well, the thing is that a barnuminium is trendy. I'd rather have a manufactured home. I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, they're they're, they're exactly. built well. I've, yes. I've sold well, enough of them. It's same. a stigma that well, needs to go away. And let's be honest. I've sold many, well, and some of them are freaking high and, end. Mm-hmm. And, and let's be real. Most of the new build homes that you got right now, hmm. you're going to get equal if not, oh, bro, go on, <laughs> go on any next door page <laughs> yep. for Century Homes mm-hmm. or Richmond American oh, Homes D- D- or D- Lamar D- and DR Horton. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, this is this and this mm-hmm. is leaking and this is blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. There's it just is. a stigma attached to it. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful that these middle schoolers yes. go, okay, I have no experience with the stigma of a manufactured home versus, versus mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a traditional stick build. Stick build. Mm-hmm. So why, if it's cheaper and I can get the same square footage, mm-hmm. would I not do a manufactured home on a piece of land Love it. and then be able to customize it how mm. I want, mm. but I'm saving $300,000 <laughs> on, the, on the cost of the Love house? It. Love it. Because why would I not do that? Like, that's their mindset. Why would yep. I not do that? Because they're beautiful, beautiful I love it though. Brain that hasn't been tainted by life. (laughs) I need to keep up with the Joneses. I know, but that's that's my point of if I give you guys that same criteria and say go build it in a tropical paradise, you're gonna be like, well, no shit. Why would I not do that? Yeah, I'll live in a tent. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, (laughs) right? So that's that's a good one. Unadulterated minds. I like it. Get to go places that. So this one, jaded ass. Frank Frank Sinatra, baby. Young at heart. Yeah. This is one that I think is fun just because we just talked about this. Commercial to residential conversion. Yeah. Right. Well, that, and, and, and again, everybody's going to want that because yeah. it's trendy. It's just locked. Who well, and not only that. I almost bought a place that literally looked like this. Right. Well, so, not, o- not only that, but think about the think about what's happened over the last four years right. with the pandemic and everything. <laughs> We've They've sat there. These kids have gone like, oh, we're right. working from home. And now they're driving, <laughs> especially in New York. They're driving past all these buildings that are empty. Nobody's in there. They're broken down. And they're just going, well, why? Wait. Why is that person sleeping on there's a, yep. there's, a, there's a corner right there. So Wait. it's funny you say that because the first thing that comes up and this was in uh, you I don't know if you're familiar with this but BNA New Jersey. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So the students explored converting industrial buildings into an affordable modern community of open loft style townhomes and condominiums. They were inspired by captivating images of abandoned brick warehouses. Yep. In their BNA New Jersey community near the school in Open Park. Area Welcome to live. New York and New Jersey. So here's the beauty of this, mm-hmm. and this is why I have hope for the next generation. Right? Their their vision was that there would be financial incentives offered by local governments that would encourage investors mm. to revitalize dilapidated commercial properties. Mm. They'd be divided into loft style homes, two three bedrooms. Amenities would include, and this is the theme still, communal rooftop gardens. Shared laundry facilities, That's fine. proximity to school and open green spaces, yeah. fostering community gatherings oh. and enhancing urban living. Oh man, you got um, transit. I'm so excited. So you know, you would, <laughs> it would be like the Stanley Marketplace. Of yeah, Bali. exactly. Yeah, that would be it, fun. Well, and that's, but that's, oh, I love it. I, I'm, I love it, and especially because, like I said, growing up in in New York, New Jersey area, Northeast, like I can't tell you 
how strong your community mind is. Mm -hmm. Like I like I said, I, I grew up going to block parties. I, I like I knew everybody on the block. Out here, somebody moves in my apartment complex right next to me. I, nothing. I don't know who they and are. And it's weird if they come up to you. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, right. But it's like that's how I grew up. Exactly my what they're talking to my, about. To my ugly sweater party. I don't know that she's gonna come right. to any of my stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we uh, we it's, it, that, we talked about it a couple I episodes ago. Like my my street. Right, I I talk to my direct neighbor. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, if you go down the street, there's a little mm -hmm. cul-de-sac. They get together, but one of the reasons they get together is because three of the houses all went to high school together. Mm -hmm. So they knew who each other were. Well, yeah, and I think this whole <laughs> idea of like a communal this and communal that. Yeah, yeah you want your own space, but mm -hmm. at the same time, and we've said it a ton of times, human beings are a social species. Well, and mm -hmm. and, to, to, and to it is point, vital right? to our survival my, to work together. So my grandmother that lives in, in Queens, in Jamaica, Queens, in New York. Nice. She has lived on the same street since like 76. They yeah. bought the house, okay? Yeah. So my grandmother has watched people come in, leave, come in, leave. And it's funny, I talked to her, and one of the main things that she talks about is like, I don't know anybody on my street anymore. There used to be American flags down the street, and like everybody knew everybody, and she's just, I just don't know my neighbors anymore. You know, and, and it's even... To hear her say that, and this is a woman that never locks her doors. Like, and that's why I'm not giving out the address, but I'm talking like just started locking <laughs> doors. I would say three years ago, four mm -hmm. years ago, but Christmas, she would have soda for kids. Like they knew the house. Right. And so it's, it's just, it, it, it blows my mind how we've, we've gotten to the point where we've gotten so much access to people mm -hmm. and their information that we've now reclused. Cause like, yeah, don't, well, don't I think it's because it. if you talk about like social media, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're like, all right, I know this person cause I see them on video or I see them on camera or I, I follow them on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is. Like that's enough. I'm good. But God forbid I actually go and have a conversation with yeah. somebody and it's this, this is just how they grew up. Like mm -hmm. they're the, the communal piece of this has shown up mm -hmm. in so far three out of the four that we've talked about. Yep. And it's about to show up in number four. Yep. You know, well, that, that's interesting that you say that because um, when, because my wife has removed all social media from her yeah. phone. She doesn't do any any social media. And um, I do minimal. I, I need to get back because of business and work. But when we were on social media all the time, my mom found it not necessary to come visit us or see how her grandchildren were doing because she just needed to pop on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And seeing them grow on Facebook, that's sad. Yeah. Once absolutely. we removed that, she was over the house mm -hmm. and, you know, apologizing for our disputes and, you know, we're all good now. And, you know, she wants to see the kids again because there was a good brief of time where she didn't know what was going on with yeah. the grandchildren mm -hmm. or, or us. Yeah. And, and it just goes to show like it, every every single one, one through three so far has had an element of community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I always talk about this. You know, we go history. Those who do not pay attention to history are doomed to repeat it. Right. And no, we're, right, ebbing we're, and, we're, we're ebbing and flowing right now. <laughs> but at the same time, it, it feels like we're going from Nixon into, into you know, like the, yeah, yeah. the, the more, more liberal, the more community-driven, where, oh, shit, everybody's mad, everybody's angry at each other. And now, and now it's kind of cooling down. And look at these young kids. They're looking at everything right now and be like, no, 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 no. We're not separating. We need to be together. We need to rely on each other. Because, again, humans, and Jameson said this early, Earlier, we are an altruistic species. Mm -hmm. We stand on the backs of the giants that came before us. The only reason we have what we have now is because of our communities, because mm -hmm. one person was able to stay up and watch and guard while the other one was sleeping. And I just love that these kids, as Oscar said many times, are just so un untouched they're by un life mm -hmm. that they're in the they're forefront. Awesome. Mm -hmm. well, the forefront of their mind is, now nah, we got to do this together. Yeah. Like that, 
I love that. Yeah, I love that. I and and all right. So what was With the fourth that, point I again? Need babysitters on the weekends. If anybody's out there, <laughs> my kids. It takes a takes a village. I'm in need of a village. Oh, I need a village. It's great. I would like a village, please. Uh, so the fourth one, more affordable housing, rent or own apartments with low maintenance features and local subsidies. Here's some things that are going to stick out. So the first, the first thing they brought up was income thresholds, mm-hmm. right? Uh, prospective residents must not exceed a certain income when moving into the property, but the rule would no longer apply after moving in. Ooh. I see there's something that could be problematic. Right, but it also is to the point where you don't have to continue to like prove that you're. Well, it leaves a low it, it leaves it open for manipulation. Well, correct. But no, I think there has to be like you'd have to have a rule in here where the if if you're owning some of these, the price doesn't go up just because somebody with a higher income is now in there. But yeah. that you know, it, yeah. it gets to the roadblock. And, and then if what you get, if you you go in and then you just want to stay there? Correct. And, you know, you you further your business, your mm-hmm. career, yep. your education, and you end up making decent money. But I want to stay there. Here's what's cool about that is. It will. Thank you. It will. It it would turn into kind of. I, I wouldn't even say balancing out. It would kind of just check off. You know, uh, unaffordable housing. Yes. Yeah. Because if people want to do this, then all of a sudden all the houses kind of go down or mm-hmm. or are no longer a thing. Yep. You want your own personal space, whatever you can go pay for it if you want, or you could just come live here, and that would that would actually rectify like a lot it. of stuff. I like it. Here here's something else, and I think this. There's th- these two tie in together because you would need you would need to subsidize the developers to do this, but you would have the option to buy or rent a unit depending on your financial situation. Hmm. Okay. Right now, see, I I like that, and I, I wonder if they accounted. Uh, probably not. And obviously, I'm I'm going down the rabbit hole here, but in something like that, like what we've seen, where rent is now going toward your credit, mm-hmm. I think that right there, correct. Like, that that is. Phenomenal. Yes. So you could have a rent-to-own situation. Mm-hmm. You could sit there and say, you know what? I'm going to rent because I can't afford to buy it on the down payment, whatever. Or if you do have the ability to, you could purchase the unit and then you could build equity. I think that only happens if you have subsidies, yes. right? Because the and developers again, now want we're their complicating it. Well, and, and, and these kids are just like, here is the product, yeah, yeah, exactly. and we're like, wait a minute, how, <laughs> wait, we, how can we complicate <laughs> yeah, this crap? Here's what I like. See that? That's so just I, it. This is what I like. Yes. Right. And yeah. you you can get into the. Uh, mm-hmm. A political argument of our military spending versus everything else in healthcare and yada yada yada. But the fact of the matter is, our U.S. government has plenty of fucking money. Yeah. And we found out over the last three years we can just print more of it, right? <laughs> so let's put it to good use. Here's what their idea is, and I really like this: local governments would subsidize the first year of rent or mortgage payments, and the money saved could be used to furnish the home. All right, now hold on. I, I just felt. So many, so many people's buttholes pucker up yeah. with, with the word subsidy and, and, and be, would be covered for, for a year. But I mean, how beautiful is it? How beautiful is that, is that point right there? There's, like, there's, a, there's an even better one. They take this a step yeah, further. Yeah. Right? So there's that piece. Can, can, can I, can I just make you it. cringe a little bit? Because my, my conservative side just said, mm-mm. See, no, I know. That's what I mean. And, 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 that's and what it's I mean. just like, I, I don't, and I was raised this way, right? It, yeah. And, and again, this is not political, but. I was always raised by my mother mm-hmm. to never, ever, ever accept a handout. Oh, absolutely. No. Absolutely. I, you try to give me stuff, to even mm-hmm. to this day. I, my good friend, Mike Manzanares, shout out to Mike. He's a great dude. He's the one that taught me the lesson. And he said, dude, when someone tries to give you something and you say no, you're robbing them. It feels good to give, right? I mm-hmm. said, yeah. You're robbing them from that joint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, just in the past few years, except, you know, mm-hmm. help 
yeah. or, or gifts. Yeah, and I think you could you would have to like I would put an extra layer on that. Yes, yeah, and absolutely. I would say you have to meet certain qualifications <laughs> mm-hmm. for that because the fact of the matter is there are people that are worse off than other people, whether or not it's somebody that you know doesn't did couldn't afford a college education, so they only graduate from high school, but while they were in high school, their their mom was on rough times, the dad left or vice versa, and they had to work, so they didn't get great grades, get, get great grades. They're, they fell behind on bills, mm-hmm. medical expenses, right? Like, that's one of the biggest ones. Like, yeah. you know, there's just for, so many factors. So many factors, right? So if and again, you, we're overcomplicating something that they provided, right? right? But, uh, but I think that the, the foundation yes. is, is sound, right? Yes, now, if right. you're going to sit there and have the local government subsidize your first year, you should have to you should have to have qualifications and, and pass certain stipulations in order to have that happen. But I don't think it's a horrible idea. It's not I saying subsidized forever. As much, as much as people hate credit, I think a great, a great baseline is you have to have this amount of a credit line, this, mm-hmm. this credit score, and able to qualify for this year. Because at least, at least that shows you that they have Correct. a responsibility, yes. right? Yep. Some sort of responsibility for paying. And again, obviously people could pay credit cards and they're a shit person, but just something that simple, <laughs> right? Something that simple mm-hmm. could offset the people who you don't want, who would take advantage of it. There would, there not, would have to be a factor of education to, yes. to, to, you know, like you said, a contract. Take a course or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, this is what you're going to do for that first year of, of subsidy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and uh, two things uh, to touch on. One, um, I don't know what happened mm-hmm. or if it's still happening with Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, did, I did a lot of charity work with them, and we built a lot of townhomes and I would go and donate my time, and we would literally construct townhomes and okay. then stuff like this. Would okay, happen. hear me out. So what if for that year, what the subsidy is coming from is the community? So that for the person that's getting the benefit of that subsidy for one year, they get a, a more of a percentage of a tax on, some, on something to then add to the pool. Mm-hmm. Like that? I feel or, like or, that. Or you have to like have some... Uh, a certain allotted time that yeah. you had to give back. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Help us yeah. build some more. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I like it. All right, all right. Mm. So one of their other options. Yeah. Oh, wait, and one more. And fact check me. Uh, I have a buddy that's from the Netherlands, and I always joked around because he married, may she rest in peace, my friend Janet, and, you know, being Hispanic, the, the running joke is papers and all this other stuff. <laughs> and, and, and 90 I had, day I, fiance, baby. I, I, had to, I, had to, I had to jab at him because he was, he was yep. not a U.S. citizen. He was a resident. And um, from the Netherlands. And I said, so now that you married Janet, you're you know, fixing papers? And I was just playing with yeah. him. He goes, absolutely not. And I was like, mm-hmm. whoa. I was just kidding. He goes, no, absolutely not because I will work here, but my retirement plans go back to the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Over there, I never, ever, ever have to worry about housing or food. Yep. The two biggest major things. We're heavily taxed over there, mm-hmm. but you never have to worry about yep. housing or food. So mm-hmm. I love the, the whole giving back to the community piece because the next thing that these middle schoolers brought up as an option is sweat equity. Yes. In that future tenants or homeowners would be eligible for reduced rent or purchase price of their unit if they helped construct the property. Some Boom. sweat equity? <laughs> Some sweat equity. Some sweat equity. And on top of that, <laughs> to lower monthly costs, residents would pitch in to complete building maintenance to forego I like that. a monthly HOA payment. Yeah, I'm sorry. I like it. The only thing is, you're, right now, you're going to... F- imagine walking up to an American and be like, you're going to work. No, but <laughs> if you were to say, hey, here's the deal. You're going to be living in this building yeah. that we had to construct. If you give us, to me, it's like community service, right? Yes, absolutely. Hold yeah. on. I'm, I'm going to bring my old ass back in. 
I think this generation, and I've seen it, I'm not talking junk, I've just seen it, and please correct me. Um, I love you guys all. But my generation, I think, was one of the last, well, my elder millennial generation is one of the last generations that appreciated and really went for apprenticeship. Because okay. I've seen a lot of TikToks of these young kids demanding certain pay because they're working. They won't work for free, quote unquote. And, um, you know, they don't understand the, the proposition or there's not even a dollar amount on, on, on experience, right? Mm. And um, my generation was like, I'll, I'll go work for free, like an intern. Mm -hmm. I'll work for free to learn. So because that's worth more than I money would, right now. I would come back at you with as a as a young millennial with where we are right now there is so much standard work that is being picked up by entry level workers that should be known by management so how to construct certain emails how to do how to post certain things that like and and yes i agree with you that we we've gotten away from the mindset of i will give you my time to learn the apprenticeship mindset but at the same time we've evolved so much in the workplace that a lot of people that are coming in are now required to do more work mm -hmm. without getting recognized for it. And I think that's where the mindset of like, I'm not doing more than I'm getting paid for because at the end of the day, like I'll, what, well, but that, that's you know? always, that was also in my, yeah. my, my work experience. Mm -hmm. I quit bank one. Yeah. I'm not even around anymore. It's chase now, but yeah. I think, I mean, bank I think one did the same thing to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm because I was bilingual. Yeah. I was doing My workload was heavy. Yeah, and I think there's a lot. Stargard, there's a lot heavy. of different factors though so, that lead into that because okay. I also look at I think it from we could, like we could still it, it yes. could still happen. Yes. It could. I just like so just as a very quick caveat, like if you saw, if you look at college tuition. So I graduated from CU, mm -hmm. right? I went there for four years, four and a half, because I slacked off one of the years, and my in-state yearly tuition to go there was nine thousand dollars a year. That was before any scholarships, just nine thousand dollars a year. If I were to enroll in CU now, as an in-state with no, no um, uh, scholarships, scholarships rents, anything. I'm closer to thirty to forty thousand. And, and that's 000, pre or yeah. post uh, prime time. Pre, <laughs> pre, pre prime time. Pre prime time. So there, there is a there is a caveat where like when you and I went to college, it was a hell of a lot cheaper, but, right? Like when I rented my first apartment, and it was a nice apartment in Lone Tree, right by what what, what used to be Fox and the Hound. I don't, some weird thing now in Lone Tree. I had a one or a two bedroom one bath apartment that was like called 950 square feet my rent and this was back in 20 this is probably 10 years ago i'm 38 28 26 15 years ago let's say i was paying 800 a month that I, was it right I, I so had, i think that's i think that's part of it where yeah. you have people like hey i want to be paid but regardless i i agree with you right i think there's 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 a there's a middle ground mm -hmm. in there but there's somewhere. more there's more involved right there is yeah. but yeah. i think if, if you give the mindset of, of who we are and, and what our yes. time's worth mm -hmm. and then we, we we throw in but you if know, you say everything right yeah. but if you say hey you know what i want you to contribute 10 hours a week in service community mm -hmm. service to building this unit and in return i'm going to lower your monthly costs on either rent or the actual purchase price i'm in baby <laughs> if you don't do it that's on you well, right and that's what we had a conversation my wife and i about you know, the, 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 the homelessness in Denver. And, you know, we want to do something. And then one of um, one of the managing brokers of Keller Williams, we're, I'm in a thread with them, they were talking about, they went and, and, and helped out one of the Venezuelan encampments. Uh, they provided them with, and good job, guys. And that was, it, that was great to hear. They provided them with the continental breakfast, and um, they're going to go back and donate backpacks, first aid, and all that kind of stuff for them. Now, this is tying in with, if you don't have 
money to make a change, mm -hmm. you have time. Mm -hmm. and, and time is worth more than money, mm -hmm. yeah. more times yeah. than not. Well, I mean, and, and it's just... It, so it's, I like it. I yeah. like what they're doing. It's, so. it's one of those things, too, just the article overall and where we are, it's, it's one of those things where I, I, th I personally feel like, you know, it, just the fact that this is an article in itself, mm -hmm. the fact that we have people and, and kids that are willing and open to think uh, critically mm -hmm. about topics like this gives me gives me a little bit of more excitement for the future and, and where we're going right and regardless of what's happening in politics regardless of what's happening in the world money whatever we need this mm -hmm. we need people to be thinking about it before they have to think yes. about and, it. you know as a father um i think we downplay children a lot yeah uh, uh giving the opportunity or, or given giving the task to a, a a child mm -hmm. to do a grown-up thinking process they they take it serious mm -hmm. they 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 grab on and they're like oh, yeah. oh you're you're okay you're entrusting me with this mm -hmm. let's go it's yeah. gonna be silly for a little bit and then they're like let's really dig into it yeah um i did that with my son actually last night we were playing can uh, candyland and at first it was like we're playing candyland and we're just playing <laughs> and then i turned it, i turned it into a <laughs> i could see it i could see it oscar i'm laughing because i know well, you're i was like so what do you think about this what would you no, do no 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 so thing? i said um okay surprise it wasn't monopoly <laughs> really park place you're gonna overpay for that right now do you understand where interest rates are at <laughs> no i didn't get that crazy with him but i i taught him the the lesson of of um of sore loser being an honest winner and not cheating, right? Mm -hmm. I, I purposely cheated one of the times, and then I picked up a card that really made me lose. And, and I was like, oh, man, I shouldn't have cheated because look where I am now. He's like, yeah, Dad, cheaters never win. And, you know, that kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. And then I would lose. Lance Armstrong won. Well, <laughs> all right. Real world. Live strong, baby. If you cheat, you can still make a lot of fucking money. But, no, he would win. Sandy and, Sosa, Barry Bonds. It, because we started off, he's like, oh, dad, and he was, it was all crazy. But he would win, and I would say, let's shake hands. Mm -hmm. He's like, good playing with you. Yeah. And, and he's, we were tallying how many times he won, and then he lost, and he said, good playing with you, dad. Instead of, you suck, like he does with his brother, and you're a cheater, and he throws up, and, you know, he, he's mm, one of those. Flip the board. got to flip the board. Yeah. And it's cool that once you entrust them into yeah. a lesson that they want to learn, they'll do it. Yep. You know? All right. I think, uh, I think now is a perfect time to move into the One Rock Takeaway for today's episode. And again, guys, this is what happens. We're just vibing. We're, we're drinking some bourbon. We got a really good topic, great article to talk about. And I, we wanted to keep it shorter for you, but we're already at an hour before the review. So. I know, right? <laughs> we're, we just love talking with you guys. Got it. <laughs> right? Um, but and again, we're not, we're not holding you hostage. No, you can no. always leave whenever yeah, you want. Yeah, leave whenever you want. thank you for sticking around. Don't leave. <laughs> Don't leave. Come back Don't always. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jamo, I'm going to kick you off first with the One Rock Takeaway. So, I'll tell you what. My One Rock Takeaway is going to come directly from the mouths of these students. And they were asked to come up with a vision statement, essentially, for all these different projects. And to me, it encapsulates what we're talking about better than I could say it. So I'm just going to, I'm going to give credit to, and I, man, I wish I had the actual middle school itself. Let me see. Uh, it was the, this is for the student teams at the Boys and Girls Club of Hudson County in New Jersey. So what's Hudson County? Give, Hudson give, County. Give, give me a, give me a. Oh, bro, I don't know. No, I don't, no, him. You're, you know New Jersey. Um, what, counties like that. But I mean, no, I know, I know that. I know that. Would it be like Highlands Ranch? Bay, Bay and A, Bay and A uh, is part of it. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'd, I'd have to look yeah. at more Hudson County. I, well, I, mean, I, I don't think it's upstate New Jersey. No, I don't think more it's like Commerce City. Yeah, I don't think it's upstate like New Jersey. I think it's yeah. Aurora. It's yeah, poor. Aurora. It, yeah, it's poor like mm. Newark-ish area. Yeah. I think I forget. Okay. I'll we'll look it up. Anyway, anyway, I just, I just shout out to the Boys and Girls Club of Hudson County. I think you guys encapsulated this project um, with this vision statement, and I think I mean it's something I agree with, and uh, and obviously as I progress through my real estate career and and have funds to make a difference. Like you said, like this is something that I will continue to focus on because I, I believe it wholeheartedly too. Me too. But this is the vision statement from the Hudson County Boys and Girls Club. Affordable housing is important because all people should have access to housing that is safe and in good condition. I agree. I look at Oscar, right, when he says that because I, I think there's been six times now on the podcast where Oscar is finished with that one rock takeaway, that exact one rock takeaway. That's it. Everybody deserves a home. I, I think <laughs> that encapsulates what we talk about. I yeah. think based on what they did and, and the, the plans that they came up with mm-hmm. without any sort of, you know, predetermined thoughts or feelings or experience. That's it. That's my one rock yep. takeaway. And I, I a hundred percent agree. My one rock takeaway has nothing to do with real estate. It's coming from my father's, my father heart. Um, don't downplay children's beautiful, unadulterated, innocent minds. They will change the future. Mm-hmm. They have to. Yep. Yep. My one rock takeaway is, as I think, is a is a culmination of, of both of yours. Um, and it's don't allow your life experience to cloud your your imagination and your mm-hmm. your your overall thought process because. At the end of the day, you know, stay curious, stay curious. Yeah, stay exactly. Curious. You know, and, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I would love to put somebody who's been in the real estate market mm-hmm. and done this for years and put them in front of the lead student, the person, the, the student that did this and have them have this conversation because it would just be nothing but jaded life experience versus hopeful optimism and thought. Mm-hmm. Email and, me. We'll have this conversation. Right? Well, and, and, yeah, right? Yeah. But, I, but I think that that's my one oh, more takeaway yeah. is just that's awesome. stay imaginative. And, well, that's and, why I said in the article, like I, when I commented on it, I want to look back on this in 20 years yeah. and see what has been implemented. Mm-hmm. Because I, I just think, again, just overall, the fact that this is an article from middle schoolers in the Boys and Girls Club in New Jersey where, it, it, let's be real, it is fucking compact. Like, you do not, you will not experience that unless mm-hmm. you live in California, New York, New Jersey. You will not experience a life like that where and there are so many people. California, yeah. is, it's dense, but it's more spread out. Exactly. Yeah. But if you don't live in that Northeast New York, New Jersey, you will never experience the community, the, the beauty yeah. that is that is community. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's, it's I, I love it. it. Just, Jameson, thanks for bringing this to the, to the, yeah, to the cool. table today. Yeah, it's cool. I was just scrolling. I was like, man, this is... Right? And, and I love such a cool hey, You know, I, I want to just throw out there, like, you, you keep calling it community, and, and mm-hmm. in the Hispanic community, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. my wife, she's Scandinavian. She's she's American, but she would always say, man, your, your family's all up in your business. So I was like, that's how we roll, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, if, if, if I celebrate, <laughs> we all celebrate. So it's, like a, I, it's like Italian food. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, New York Italians, baby. If I hurt, we all hurt. You know, that's just the yep. sense of community mm-hmm. outside of our family is not mm-hmm. there. Imagine having the, the community feel mm-hmm. outside of that. How big could they go? We've yeah. gotten everything we've gotten because we've worked together. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Imagine yeah. if we all started working together from this point on. Japanese culture. Just yeah. look at Japanese culture. All right, guys. Well, fun episode today. Great, great episode. Layback. Talked about great, great article while we were sipping on a great bourbon. So I think it is now time to move in to the bourbon review for today's episode. 
And on today's episode, we are reviewing the Dexter Small Batch right. Rye Whiskey Five Wood Combination. And so how, do we, would. how do we rate it? We rate it on a scale of one to ten, one being the better, ten being the worse, because the more rocks and water you add into your bourbon or whiskey, the worse that whiskey and bourbon usually is. So, on that note, boys, what are you, what are you thinking? It's a rye, so I have to take that in consideration. It's a good drinker. It's I, good. I love that you said that, because this whole time, legit, I take a sip and I go, it's a rye. Take a sip, it's a rye. Mm-hmm. Take, and I will say that, as I said at the beginning, rye is a totally different experience when it comes to bourbon. Like, you can't take an American whiskey bourbon and no. go, yeah, it's, it's comparable to a rye. A rye is meant to be mixed in a cocktail. Mm. I think, like personally. Well, you know what I mean? I, like, I will say that rye gives a little bit more complexity because of the mash bill and, it does, and that it tartness. Does. But I will say like, when you use a rye, obviously more times you're going to use it in Manhattan because mm-hmm. you have the sweet vermouth. You're going to break it down a little bit. But it, it becomes a thing where it's, in my mind, they're just separate. Mm-hmm. You, you can't they are. Do, they're, they're, they are. Yeah, you can't. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I, if I were to rate this against that prohibition mm-hmm. whiskey, I would go, eh. You know, but you can't. It's no, you different. can't. Yeah. You can't. It's a totally different Mashville. It's a totally different experience. Um, and so, Jameson, before we get into the ratings, what are you? Uh, what, what, give, give me the cost. Sixty-four. Sixty-four. Okay. You can find it for sixty. And the nineteen twenty was sixty-four. Sixty-four. So we're looking at hundred proof yeah. versus hundred proof. Sixty-four. Sixty-four. Hundred fifteen. It was one fifteen. Yes, you're right. It was medicinal strength. Yes. Medicinal. Medicinal. Hundred fifteen versus hundred. 64, 64, but one's a rye, one's an American whiskey bourbon. Um, yeah, and, and I will say it opened a little bit, mm-hmm. not as much as I expected it to, but I, I don't know if that gives it more credibility as, yeah. as a rye. I think, so the credibility for me is um, whenever I, I look for a good old-fashioned, I, I, I look for Templeton's rye, just okay. because you want to break it down, right? Because mm-hmm. you have the simple syrup mm-hmm. and all that. And that was always a good, um, a good rye to go with it. Because this is a rye, it would make a good old fashioned. But I don't think I could I could sip Templeton rye. You know, their their eight year or whatever their their yep. starter one. I don't think I could I could sip it just like this, neat, or even on the rocks. It's 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 a rye, true and true. It's a good one. This one I've been sipping this this whole episode. It's good. Yeah, it's it's easy on the palate. It's, it's not. It's a good drinker. It's not. It's not that rye that just punches you Mm-mm. and and where the where the alcohol almost kills it. This is complementary to the alcohol in yes. that, I mean, again, just opening like. It, we had a lot more floral now. Yes. Way more floral, yep. way more spice yep. forward, mm-hmm. less sweet, but that it's still there. That sweetness for, Dude, for a rye, that, that's incredible. It's good. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, and it's, it's funny because I want to. I want to say floral like potpourri though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Not like, like fresh flowers. No, like no. Potpourri. Like a culmination of a dried, like yeah. a dried flower. Yeah. Dried. I think we'd have to go back to like episode Ten maybe, mm-hmm. and we did smoke wagon. Mm-hmm. Their single barrel rye. Yeah, I think I like gonna, this more. You I'm know gonna, what? I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna I'd, grab I'd like. Casey's. I'd like to taste them side by side because Hold I en- I enjoy. Hold up! <laughs> Wait a minute! Hold up! Wait Something ain't right. <laughs> I enjoy the smoke wagon, the green bottle. Yes, I really Whoa. enjoyed that. Whoa! From what I remember. Whoa! Hold up! Hold up! I don't know. Charlie doing some. Some crazy woes over here. Yo. <laughs> All right. That's a... T- okay, so JC's glass, this is the one that sits open the entire episode. We don't sip it. Wow. Right? 
That's that's wild. No burn. No burn. Crazy. Well, Nothing. Okay, I gotta try that. Yeah. One. Here. That's stick your nose in that thing. It's no, crazy. The, it's the like water. Are, yeah, the notes are totally at all. Because I still have some in mind. Mm -hmm. This was just poured. Oh yeah. Oh, that's weird, wild. right? That's a completely different. That's a completely different drink. Yeah. It's sweet. It's way it, sweeter. Yep. It, it there there's just no burn. No. And the and the the you can definitely get that that wheat that grain out of the one that's been open the whole time. Jameson just took a sip of it. I'm going to, I don't care. I'm risking it. I have to. What are we risking here? You got the vid? What's going on? Mm. All right, let's Holy see. Shit. I got to have some mm -hmm. of this. I'm going to do the. That is. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a totally different drink. Mm-hmm. It hits the palate wet. Yeah. yeah does that, is that, it's a yeah. lot more lot more sweet forward. A lot more sweet forward. You can get the wheat. Mm -hmm. the, the, the rye Hold kick on. is almost gone. Yes. It's it's smoother mm. too. Yeah. It's not well, as that's what I'm saying. The rye kick is gone. Yeah, it's not as it's not as it, full body. It, it tastes more like the the that now so Yes. That and only because <laughs> we just tasted wild. it. This that glass mm. now reminds me of old elk weeded. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 Wow. But with a rye. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm glad, glad I did that. That, that just spice, changed. That the, changed. The spice that was totally that changed my rating. That totally that changed, changed it. Yeah, the okay. spice kind of dulled out. Yes, yeah, that changed. My yes, rating. gave may, way more taste to the grain on the one that yes. on JC's that was sitting open. Yeah. Whereas the one that you know we've been pouring, it's very pe peppercorn. It's peppercorn, yes. but it's, yeah. it it also has on the nose. It's a lot it's, sweeter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like by letting it sit and open, that grain came through and that that rye shined yeah. through a little bit more. And even I think it showed its. It's mm -hmm. complexity mm -hmm. sitting open. Oh man, this is gonna huh. be a hard rating. It'll be a hard one. I know what I'm gonna give it. Um, so the the old Forester 1920 held our highest rating, two and a half, right? Two two and a half. Well, um, I think that matched. Dexter. We, we ended up. Cold Didn't Dexter have two and a half too? De Dexter well, was two so and a half. it was Smoke Wagon, Dexter, and and the 1920. I think that barrel all, proof was up there too. Yeah, that was all. Elijah Craig. Yeah, yes. that was all around. They had private barrel. Two point yeah. five. Had bubbles. I didn't. Now again. Obviously, this is a rye, so it's hard to compare to the regular bourbons. And again, because it's a rye, obviously, like somebody who doesn't drink bourbon, and we talk about this all the time, this would probably deter somebody mm -hmm. that doesn't drink bourbon regularly. They, they'd taste this and go, what? Yeah, it's hot. It has, it's so peaty. It, it tastes earthy. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm torn. I, I don't know. It's, I feel like I have to rate it as a rye and not as a bourbon overall. Because if I rate it as a bourbon overall, obviously because it's rye heavy, for me it's going to be a little bit higher of a rating than, than it would normally be. Not, not terrible, not demonstrative. If we were rating just rye, man. Yeah, if I was rating just a rye, this would... It'd blow it out of the water. Uh, this is, I will say this, out of all the ryes that we've tried on the channel, the complexity, the smoothness mm -hmm. of this one totally, totally blows it out of the water. Mm -hmm. um, but again... I forgot about that smoke wagon. Mm -hmm. That is an excellent drinker. Yes. It's an excellent, mm -hmm. excellent rye. That I wouldn't even make. I wouldn't even buy it to mix. Yes. I would just sip it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to have to step back on this one and give it a, give it a second. I'm going to let you guys take take your rock ratings on it. Um, I keep going back and forth because it is a, a great drinker. Obviously, the bottle's almost gone. Um, I can't rate it just as a rye. Obviously, we just got to rate it even mm -hmm. to what we're drinking. Um, the drinkability is there. 
the flavors are, the complexities there. Um, there's really nothing that I don't like about this. It's right around my wheelhouse of how I like to drink my bourbon and rye. Because it is a rye, it just steps outside of the, the well-roundness of what I like in a bourbon, and that's unfair to this particular bottle. Um, so there's a lot of things coming into play. Give it a three. Okay. I, I'm, I'm okay. Yes. I, I think I'm right there with you. If I, if, if I have to give it a rating for just, again, if we go plain against the grain with everything else that mm -hmm. we've tried, if somebody, you know, new bourbon drinker was trying it, I think I'm sitting right there with you. I, I would go 3.1, 3.2. Now I can't say that I've drink, I've had another rye that's like it because even the smoke wagon, it's different. Yes. It it's Absolutely. way different than Agreed. the smoke wagon. Absolutely. If I had to be like rye versus rye, mm -hmm. this is probably one of the best ryes I've ever had. Yes. Absolutely. Well, and so it's interesting you bring up smoke wagon because what we know about smoke wagon is they mix their barrels from other people's barrels. Mm -hmm. So they have a mixologist that will, for their small batch rye, take rye bourbon from Heaven Hill and they do their barrel selections. They bring it out to Las Vegas. They then mix those and distill it that way, right? So I, I give this a little bit more credence because it's its own distillery. They go okay. from A to Z, from barley, wheat, corn, rye, all the way to the bottle by themselves. They're from not, scratch. They're not by, right? So I, that, that's one reason I'm going to put it in front of Smoke Wagon. Mm -hmm. Second reason I'm going to do it is because of the vibes. Yeah. Okay. I, for whatever reason, like we, we said, I said it cigar in the first place. I also think that as the bottle opens up and you're smoking a cigar, it will actually accentuate the, the flavor and the flavor profile of this bourbon. I just, dude, I don't know, man. I like to me, if I put this maybe on one, one ice, one ice ball, right. Have a cigar around a fire pit mm -hmm. talking about life with some of my closest people. Absolutely. I, that's that's what I get. So I'm I'm gonna go. I think that ice cube will fast forward. The I think we I think we rated the smoke the smoke wagon rye like a three yeah. if I remember correctly. I'm mm. gonna go two eight, two, two eight. point eight. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I'm gonna okay. Go two point eight. Well, and it's funny. I'm like I said, at, if it was rye versus rye, this would be up there in the twos. Yeah, I'm gonna go two point eight. I I enjoy rye though. Like that is also mm. my wheelhouse. Like mm. I do have a. But the fact that this is rye heavy, but has a sweet profile to me, is like a perfect mixture mm -hmm. between the two. I, love I like the, the, the Dexter was a two and a half for me, as was the prohibition because it was smoother. Therefore to me, a little bit easier of a drinker only because it wasn't a high rye. Right. And, right. and that's why I said it's, so, it's, it's unfair, but fair for this bottle. That but way. I also feel like it's if I'm competing with, if I'm bourbon. smoking a good Maduro, Mm. Right, and then I take a this sip of so and I take good. a sip of this. I Have think it actually so good. the little bit of edge it has, yeah. I think, disappears. Mm. The, the sweetness from you know this saying? would edge out Correct. the bitterness from the Maduro, yes. like that one hundred percent. You know what this bottle did? I don't know. And this is me um, when I'm smoking a good cigar, good Maduro. Um, the best part of the cigar is when it's the last yes, two inches of the cigar, an yes, inch and a half. Yes, sir. The burn comes into play. The, mm -hmm. I mean, everything, yep. the, the flavors of that cigar are just there. Yeah, it's I, my, would, I would take this. It's my favorite, and that's what this did when it opened up. I would take this on like a, like this would be a good camping campfire. Well, not, honestly, like if I was, I would put this in a decanter. If I was having like a, a big, a good business meeting with big people that leave, I knew leave, like bourbon. Leave, leave and it open. Smoke cigars, yeah. Yep. Put it in a decanter for a bit. Bring it with me. Mm -hmm. Provide the cigars and go, all right, guys, let, let's have this. Because this would... I feel like if you brought this, this is one of those 
those back channel meetings yes. in mm-hmm. a in a in a uh, <laughs> yep. like hickory wood cabinet yes, office exactly. with a bunch of leather bound this, books. This is the this That's is the drink. Yes. This is the drink that like decisions it. are made with. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we put it yes. like that. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. If we're in the back room trying to figure out how to how to push an affordable housing bill through Congress. Yeah, we're, we're in the back room. <laughs> you know we're in the back room like, trying not to screw up what the middle school. Yes. Then I'm sitting there. And yep. And yeah. I like that's I like it. Well, guys. Everybody, just want to say thank you so much for joining us yep. in 2023 in general. Honestly, this year started really hard for us as a podcast. Yes. If you've been following us, you yeah. know. Um, and in all reality, 2023 was a year where we didn't know if this thing was going to continue. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to make sure that we continued a legacy and, and just kept bringing the value yep. to everybody. And that's where we came. And like I said, guys, we just crossed a thousand, over a thousand downloads on the podcast we're, we're over 130 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you, all of our listeners, all of Thank our you. viewers, yep. for following us, supporting us, commenting, liking. Even if you've only watched two minutes, even if you only watched the Bourbon Reviews, 2023 was a year for us that gave us a credence to mm-hmm. this whole podcast. Yep. And we appreciate you guys so much. And, and sharing this bourbon with you, drinking this bourbon with you guys, 2023 was a year for me that will forever be known as a growth year. Mm-hmm. And this podcast was such a solidified element of that. And I appreciate all of you. I appreciate you gentlemen so much appreciate for sharing you. sharing the bourbon, having wonderful conversations, teaching me, letting me learn, growing with me throughout this, as our viewers have, right? Yeah, I think, I think 2023 from the podcast standpoint was... Like we laid the foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. it was and, like, okay, we're doing this, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's, it's something this. that we had we had some resolve uh, that needed to happen. Yep. So looking into 2024, I look at it as you know springboard with get you ready. gentlemen and with everybody <laughs> yeah. that's watching. Get we can get creative with it, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think that you know I think we've we've established that that we can give good information, mm-hmm. funny information. Yep. We can do it entertaining, but we can be serious at times and. Hopefully, you guys follow I can get us super serious, but you know if you want to see some blooper reels, yeah, he has a whole file of them. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and and you know what, honestly, like anybody who's followed us during during this time, anybody who's subscribed during this time, thank you because mm-hmm. we have so much more coming for you in 2024. I know we did some uh, some guests, but we're going to focus heavily on guests because at the end of the day, we want to bring you the best value, the best information, and that's how we're going to do it. So please. Remember, you can always find us at YouTube, at Living in Colorado, The Mile High Perspective. If you have any questions for us about bourbon, real estate, affordable housing, whatever it is, you can always email us at resotr at themilehighperspective.com or give us a phone call. 303-578-0263. And echoes to all three of us. We get text messages, phone calls. We want to have these conversations with you. And if you want to be on the podcast, reach out to us Mm -hmm. because we'd we'd love love to have you. you. We'd love to have you. And on that note, guys... Everybody, have a phenomenal holiday, phenomenal new year. Enjoy Kwanzaa, um, Hanukkah, Christmas, Christmas. right? Merry Christmas, everything. We love it all. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. I I celebrate Christmas, but Mm -hmm. if you know if you're Jewish, I would love eight days of presents. Right? Mm -hmm. Just invite me. I'm there. Everybody, Ramadan, all of them. This has been the last couple years have been very hard, and you know we're just grateful that you trust us with your information and, and you come here regularly. Thank you guys so much. On that note. Cheers to 2023. Cheers. We're not going to have an episode next week, but everybody enjoy their holiday. We will catch you later. Salud. Cheers. 
Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and for the weekly video version, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living in Colorado, The Mile High Perspective. Have a happy holiday, and we'll catch you in two weeks.